everyone, and welcome to the second episode of the Just Friends podcast. In the life of a Christian, there can be a lot of confusion concerning friendships with the opposite gender. You may find yourself asking questions like, is it appropriate for just the two of us to grab a cup of coffee? Or how specific is too specific in sharing what I've been struggling with? Or does our friendship need to end now that my friend is dating someone else? These are just a few of the questions this podcast will seek to answer in exploring how to have purposeful, Christ-centered friendships as we seek to make the most of the friend zone. My name is Kinsey, and I'm going to serve as your host for the next couple of weeks as we discover how to cultivate meaningful Christian guy-girl friendships. In today's episode, I will sit down with three of my friends to talk about the concept of perception and more specifically how our perception of others and our perception of ourselves can affect our relationships. So with that, let's get started. Like I mentioned earlier, today we are going to talk about perception, specifically our perception of ourselves and our perceptions of others and how that affects our friendships. But before we go any deeper, I want everyone to get to know today's guest, So let's go around the table and everyone introduce themselves with their name, what they're pursuing, and your current relationship status. So Karis, how about you start us off? Yeah, um, so my name is Karis and I am studying biblical counseling with a minor in ESL. And what I would like to do afterwards is to do overseas missions, um, especially with just being able to um, bring counseling to an area that just isn't familiar with that. And then also to be able to teach English as a second language. Um, And I am dating and have been dating for five months now. Very good. Um, My name is Ben Liu and I am pursuing a degree in seminary track. I'm hoping to use that degree to pursue pastoral ministry, hopefully in an urban context. And I am single. Hey. Hey. (laughs) Uh, I'm Micah and uh, I'm in my fourth year of the seminary track program. I would love to pursue overseas Bible translation at some point in the future. So um, probably some more school after this. Um, and I am dating Morgan Flint. We've been dating for four months. It's been great. Hey. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> so I ask all those questions. One, um, so my listeners can get to know each of you a bit more, but also to highlight the similarities and differences between each of you that could contribute to our discussion today. And what I mean by that is um, perception is described by Joseph DeVito as an active ongoing process in which we are seeking conclusions about someone based on the factors surrounding us and then also based on our own experiences, desires, and whatever other biases that we might have. This is important to our discussion of Christian guy-girl friendship because our perception of others and our perception of ourselves influence how we interact with one another and how we interpret the messages that are sent to us and that we send. Um, So there are a lot of rabbits that we can chase with this topic, but for today we're going to focus on two things in particular. Um, And those two things are this idea of self-esteem and how that affects um, our relationships, specifically with perception. And then the other one is what a textbook calls other orientation. Um, So with that, my first question, and anybody is welcome to answer this, but do you think that someone's self-esteem plays a role in how they can perceive the intentions of others? And if so, how? 
as a default introvert, sometimes it's hard for me to talk in big social settings. Um, couple that with a functional fear of man that's inherent in me. Um, I oftentimes see other people as a means for my own self-gratification. And so I'll see other people as filling up my own psychological cup. And the problem with that is when I'm not receiving that affirmation and because I'm a default introvert, I get either very tired or discouraged after social interactions. Mm. Um, like if you didn't receive something from them? Yeah, yeah. So it's almost like I'm my psychological cup and I see you as a means to fill me up. Mm. So you'd be a means for my own self aggrandizing. Um, yeah. So I become my own functional god in this. So. Mm. Uh, the problem is my own level of self-esteem is determined based on how much affirmation that you're getting that i'm receiving from you mm-hmm. um, so oftentimes that that can lead to like a really volatile understanding of my self-worth especially when it's untethered from my identity in christ that kind of leads me to the second point um of what a textbook calls other orientation mm-hmm. now other orientation simply means that you are more aware of the thoughts and needs and experiences of the other person than you are of your own. With that in mind, can we be other oriented in our conversations with friends of the opposite gender without being flirtatious? Yeah, I think absolutely. Uh, I don't think there ever needs to be an assumption or a, a necessity for flirtatious like conversation when you're, if you're truly listening, because I think what you're describing with the other oriented, like, I think that's just genuine listening. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And yeah, like, I think that's what we're called to, to do as Christians is to uh, hear and understand for the words that they're saying, um, similar to where like the concept of um, truth transcending emotion, like when you're, when you're learning something, it doesn't matter necessarily how you feel about it. Um, but like the truth of the words, the truth of the concept is what supersedes the emotion. And so mm-hmm. I think in a similar concept, it, it doesn't matter as much about, um, yeah, like how, how you feel, um, mm-hmm. as much as it is yeah. like, what are they actually saying to you? Yeah. 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 And so also, um, in order to be able to know, I guess the intentions of what someone is telling you, you have to know that person. Yeah. Um, and you have to have some sort of relationship with mm-hmm. them. And so how do you get to know a person specifically of the opposite gender um, in a way that's meaningful without coming across like you're interested in them? Right. Yeah. Well, within that, something that I've been encouraged with in pursuing relationships with just um, guys is that um, in Romans 12, um, Paul is encouraging all of us to love each other with genuine affection, affection, and he doesn't say, "Guys, love your your guy friendships with genuine affection." It's all believers, and so it is possible to truly love each other as brothers and sisters, and that is through serving together, um, being patient. Um, so, especially maybe like on campus, you know, when you're getting to know, like. Um, a guy as a friend, you're not talking and making fun of him behind his back. It's like truly caring for them as you respect them and love them. And so I think a big thing is just like serving together. There's lots of ways to get involved, just like within groups, um, like at church or at school, um, within classes. So just being able to discuss like what you're learning, um, doing like projects together, 
usually kind of like all within it, like within a group as like you're just interacting and talking. Mm-hmm. Um, so but yeah. I think, yeah. Yeah, I just think like as you pursue, as you like are interested mm-hmm. in the people around you right. and you show interest mm-hmm. in like other girls on your hall when you're at hall dinner. And I think like I remember one of the advice I received one time is like as you show interest in other people and that's of the like opposite gender, like the right one is going to notice. Right. And so, yeah. uh, so like mm-hmm. you, if you make that your desire to just mm-hmm. pursue good friendships and care for people and be interested in their lives, like right. then as you're also, you know, seeking to find uh, like the right person that the Lord has for you, then like they're going to notice over time as yeah. you're genuinely interested. What about when the wrong person notices? So what about when you're trying to display interest, mm-hmm. like for me, trying to display interest in a brother in Christ, mm-hmm. um, but purely f- interest in him as my brother in Christ, wanting yeah. to care for him. He but he, think so. he yeah. thinks yeah. it's like, something so else. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah. So, so how do you respond when that other person um, perceives something that you did not mean to communicate? But how do you respond in such a way that still shows care for them as a person? I think yeah. if you're a girl and a guy is hitting on you, feel the freedom not to be passive aggressive. What do you mean by that? Feel the freedom to say clearly, I'm not interested in you. Mm-hmm. Guys are not smart enough to get hints. <laughs> Just <laughs> let's put that on there. We can't take hints. We need clear sentences mm. um, that says, I am not interested in you. The way that you do that, though, is uh, the tricky part. So when girls are saying no to guys, the fear is typically I will either hurt their feelings or I will either not be clear enough. Mm -hmm. And so the two options you have after you've told the person um, that you're not interested in them is this. Either the guy is a good guy and understands a good Mm -hmm. doctrine of the Lord's sovereignty and his goodness, and he will accept that he got broken up with in a sense. And it'll be healthy for him. Mm -hmm. And the Lord's good. And that's exactly what the Lord wants from. Mm-hmm. Or if he doesn't handle it properly, well, then girl, you just dodged a bullet. Good for you. <laughs> you can celebrate in that. Yeah. Um, but I think clarity and brevity, mm-hmm. I think, is important. How would you go about a friendship to where something like that has happened and you just want to be friends, mm-hmm. but they seem to be holding you kind of at arm's length? Mm-hmm. Well, I think when you're in that situation of just wanting to be friends and that person's like kind of holding you at arm's length, that's just not in your control because that is someone else's choice. Them trying to like guard their heart and emotions. Like it might come across like kind of like being mean or cold, but right now they're understanding what they need to do to try to like get over this. A lot of the times it is time and it's just, it's their choice and you loving and being oriented on what they need it's just, I think, being okay with that. And, um, yeah, so. Yeah, I think even circling back to what you were talking about is that you don't even, you don't always know what they're right. thinking and processing. And yeah. so if you're listening with an other center mm-hmm. view, you are seeing their actions not based off of your interpretation necessarily. Right. Like, obviously, yes. we have to interpret the actions and words that we see in here. Um, but you take them for face value as best you can. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think uh, it, it's been on my mind recently. So First Corinthians 4, uh, 1 to 2 talks about how we don't, at 1 to 5 really, like we don't regard uh, or we don't worry about the regard of others and even the regard of, of, our, of ourselves mm-hmm. um, because it's not us 
and it's not others who are the final judge. And uh, Tim Keller wrote a really small book called The Freedom of Self-Forgetfulness. And I think it's a very helpful uh, idea, Um, not just to think of like, think less of yourself, but to think of yourself less. And so when you do that, it's so much easier to be other centered. It's easier to listen to people because you're not evaluating all the time about what they're thinking and even what you you think you look like in that moment. And so that's why I think he calls it the freedom of self-forgetfulness is because when you determine your uh, even worth in a conversation, what you're contributing or what it's benefiting for the relationship, not off of how you, however you thought the conversation went or how you think they thought the conversation went, um, but on your ability, your desire to love the person and care for them and trust that uh, the Lord's going to use that. So I think there's a lot of freedom there uh, in pursuing relationships. Well, thank you so much, Karis, Micah, and Ben, for taking the time out of your busy schedules to join me this afternoon and for sharing such helpful and insightful advice to help both myself and our listeners know how to navigate this area of relationships more. I hope it's clear now that how we perceive ourselves and how we perceive others does in fact play a role in the types of friendships that we cultivate. Communication is meant to be a manner of expression that allows us to convey our thoughts and feelings. However, when we wrongfully interpret or unhelpfully convey these messages, our relationships suffer instead of grow deeper. So again, thank you um, to my friends for joining us. And then also thank you listeners for joining in on the second episode of the Just Friends podcast. In order to stay up to date on these latest shows, be sure to subscribe to our Spotify or wherever else you get your podcasts. You can also check us out online at justfriendsblog.com. Thank you for joining and I look forward to meeting with you again next week.